Yo. Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. Does yeah, everything cool. sound everything sound good? Uh, yeah, everything sounds fine. Alright, I'm gonna start this intro. Are you ready? <clears throat> Yo, what is up everybody? Welcome back to Courtside Kings Podcast. How's everybody doing? I am welcomed here with my boy Young Onyx. Yo, what's up, boy? That's how how's everyone doing guys? How are we doing? Yeah, everyone go follow him on all his socials. Young Onyx, as in Y-O-U-N-G-O-N-Y-X on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. Yep. And uh, let's get this started. Yeah, I first want to give a huge shout out for Brian for um, making the podcast and invite me and everything like that. And yeah, we're just going to talk some sports, have some fun. This sure. will be, This will go up on my YouTube later, so if you're watching my YouTube channel, appreciate it, guys. Y'all been showing a lot of support on my YouTube lately. We're all we're all 100 away from a thousand, so appreciate that, guys. Keep showing the love. I'll keep dropping the content. So yeah, let's let's just keep it going. All right. So, uh, what's our first topic? All right. I think we have to talk about oh Portland Trailblazers versus Oklahoma City Thunder yeah. Game Five. Oh boy, Brian here. You can just talk first. Oh, oh boy. Crazy, crazy game. Crazy. Damian Lillard, insane, went off. Yeah, Damon Damon is just so good, man. He's such a he's such a pure shooter of the basketball. He's so clutch. I mean, he shot that thing from about Antarctica. Yeah, from my point of view. He cannot a, get much better. Than, you cannot and, get much better than that. And honestly, if he doesn't make that shot, people probably will say it was a bad shot. But it's not a bad shot if you make it. So. Because I know I saw the thing that Pete, Paul George said on Twitter, like, or in his interview, he said that was a bad shot. I mean, yeah. it's not a bad shot if you make it, so. Yeah, facts. It be from half court. You make it, you make it. Exactly. But what are your, what are your other impressions? Just, just from this whole series, like, what, what do you think, what do you think went wrong for the Thunder and just in the whole series together? Like, what, what, what who was the, pro- why they lose? Like, what was the problem? I feel like <clears throat> their defense was awful. Like, stop the Blazers at all. You gotta think, they don't even have Yusuf Nurkic because of his career-ending injury a little a couple weeks ago. And they're still out here firing. Last year, Damian Lillard hit that buzzer beater to beat the Rockets to get into the playoffs. That wasn't last year, that was like four years ago. That was not four years ago. No, it was 2013. I know. It, it, that's... That was not 2013. That was like 2016. No. no, the one against the Rockets, dude, that was, that was in his second year. Dude, I know it feels like a long – it doesn't feel that long ago, but, like, it was actually, like, a while ago. It was 2013. It was the first round because the Portland still had LaMarcus Aldridge in 2013. And he didn't go to the seating. He went to the Spurs in 2015. Oh, yeah. What? No, yeah, it was 2014. Dude, that does not feel that long ago. I know. We're, dude, we're getting old. What the heck? I think we're just starting to get old. All uh, right, yeah. Oh, sorry. So – about five years ago, Lillard hitting that shot up against. Yeah. Oh, F- FYI, guys, this 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 first episode, this is all this is this is improv. So we don't have a lot of this planned. So this is all improv. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how this is gonna go. Improv. Like we we know yeah, we know sure. what we want to talk about. We're but we're we're just improving off of subject topics. So yeah. So I think the problem really with the Blazers in that series was just, or with the Thunder theme. I think West Westbrook's legacy is really 
is really getting hurt the last couple of years because mm-hmm. since Kevin Durant left, left and he he's been butt hurt. We know that, but his yeah. le- his legacy in the playoffs does not look good right now because if you look at it, since KD left, he looks Russell Westbrook looks like a regular season stat patter who doesn't show up in the playoffs. I mean, the last three years he's been eliminated in the first round, and he just looks like a dude. He would rather get triple doubles and lose than get like ten points and win, and yeah. it's really it's really gonna start hurting his legacy just because of the fact that he looks like a stat patter, and it doesn't look. That's that all he really can do. I feel like I feel like he goes like he tries to get triple doubles. You know what I mean? He oh no, he's... he cares. He cares about his stats too much. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he like he's not the greatest on defense, and he just chucks shots. On the offense, people might be like, "Oh, but he gets a lot of assists." I mean, half of them are just fast breaks, just giving it to his center. Yes, or just feeding Paul George for three. You know, it's like it's and not if, all. Like, and, and if you look, assists. if you look at the series as a whole, Portland really just looked like superior. Like it wasn't even like the OKC. They just looked better than the Thunder that series. I thought, yeah. I thought the Thunder looked slow. I thought the Thunder looked slow. I thought the Thunder looked just they did not they did not look good and yeah, not at all. Yeah, it's just I thought the Thunder just looked really bad. And I think Thunder the Thunder's bigs just got outplayed. Like Portland even without Nurkic, Portland on the glass was going ham. Portland was getting all types of rebounds and stuff like that. Like, but really the real reason Portland won was because C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard are so good at shooting. They're such volume shooters. Mm-hmm. They can either get really yeah. cold, but in this series, they were lights out. They were hitting from all parts of the court, and they were just they were just hitting all their shots. I mean, you can you, you can play you can play good defense, but if the guy makes the shot, then I mean, what else what else can you do? It's just like yeah. I just feel I just feel like Portland was the superior Portland was the superior team in the series, and I mean. That's all I can. That's all I can really say right, right now. That boy. yeah. If Curry and Clay weren't the Splash Brothers, Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum would definitely be right there with them. Oh, no doubt about it. So Thunder take that series three four four well, four one technically now. But there's a couple other Blazers. series. We could, yeah, sorry, I said Portland. Yeah, so next topic, I say we talk about the Sixers. Uh, I, I yeah, I was gonna say NBA. I was gonna talk about um uh, Denver San Antonio really quick. Sixers, is a, well, we, can, we, can, we can break down Sixers in really more in depth. I was just going to do a quick little recap of all the all other. Right. Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. Let's do Denver, yeah. Let's, let's do that game. So I'm, I believe the Spurs got out to a 2-0 start, if I'm not mistaken. or Because Denver now leads the series 3 I think the Spurs have lost like three straight games. Yeah, Spurs lost by 28 yesterday, getting outscored in every single quarter. Yeah, that's not looking not looking good for the Spurs. Not at all. Jokic with Jam- Jamal Murray and Jokic combined with almost forty points. Just them two. Gary Harris coming up big with fifteen. Even people like Monte Morris coming up with ten. Like Will Barton with seventeen. Michael or Malik Beasley with eleven. Like. Paul Millsap at fourteen. Everyone was, everyone had such a good game. Yeah, Denver is on a two-game win streak right now. They can close it out. Um, I believe they play tonight as we're recording this. So yeah. they they are playing right now. 
Oh, wait, no, they don't play tonight. Sorry. They play, they play tomorrow on Thursday. Yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow night, yeah. So the Jazz and the Rockets are playing right now. Rockets are winning. I think Rockets will win tonight, close out that series. Yeah. Um, and then Golden State should handle the Clippers tonight, close out that series. Golden State Clippers really wasn't the competition. But I don't know. The first couple of games, this was competitive. Patrick Beverly all in Kevin Durant's face talking about how he flops and stuff. That got yeah. really competitive. The Matt, the my Mavs are actually looking at signing like Patrick Beverly. The Mavs are looking at a lot of good because the Mavs have a lot of cap space. They might try to go out and sign like a lot, of, yeah, like role players. Like, good role players. The, Ma- yeah. the Mavs are going to try to sign. I heard uh, they're going to go after like Goran Dragic, Patrick Beverly, a lot of like the top tier role players, and try to build around mm-hmm. Luca. I also heard they're going to go after a lot of players. Like there's a guy off the Kings like Bobanovich. I heard they're going to go after him. Shooter put around Luca. Yeah. But I, I, I think or I think I think the Jazz have been very disappointing. Like it's been very disappointing. Was Houston was seated higher than Utah, right? Uh yeah. Yeah. So the Jazz have been very disappointing. Like if I you look know. what they did last year compared to this year, Donovan Mitchell has not showed up in the playoffs. It's kinda he's kinda had a soft. Mitchell had club. a breakout year last year. This year he did he didn't get much better. He didn't get any worse, but it didn't improve as much. Mitchell, I, yeah, I really see a lot of improvement out of Donovan Mitchell. But, I just see I mean, the same player he was the, last year. I think, I think the Rockets are just too talented. The Rockets are just too Rudy Gobert always doing his thing. One of the greatest defenders in the league right now. The Rockets. No doubt. Okay, and, and you know what? Another thing I like about this year. So, so, so you know how in the West, the seeding got kind of like messed up at the end of the year. So, so what that means is, so that means in the, that Portland doesn't have to play Golden State or Houston in the second round that. Portland gets to play Denver or San Antonio. So Portland honestly could make it to the conference finals. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I, I think I think it's gonna be Golden State, Portland in the conference finals, and, and I think Gold, Golden State. To be State honest, whenever from six. looking at past games, Damian Lillard has dropped like in between thirty and sixty points every time he's versus the Warriors. Because let's yeah. be honest, you think Curry can guard Damian Lillard? No. And plus, DeMar- I think DeMarcus Cousins being out also hurts the Warriors, too, because yeah. they lose that, that center. Durant's probably going to do his thing, drop like 20. Clay, Curry, like that's all going to happen. But I feel like Willard, I mean, if, if Lillard if, if and you, McCollum you... can combine for about like 60 to 80 points, they'll be fine with all the role players scoring with Alfred Camino. If all of them score, if, not, if, don't have if, a bad game. If, if you honestly look at the playoffs throughout this year, it really hasn't been. The only really competitive mm-hmm. series – has the only competitive series is the Denver San Antonio series in the mm-hmm. first round. The NBA needs to make the first round just a best out of five or best out of three because nobody really wants to watch the first round, especially in the East. Like the East, we literally knew who it was going to be. It was going to be Milwaukee, Boston, Sixers, and Toronto. They're the only four yeah. good teams in the East. Now, I think the Pacers could have given Celtics more of a fight if they had Oladipo. They probably wouldn't have got swept. Yeah, and Magic, they put up, I mean, they, 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 did, they did good against us, the Sixers, but. Horrible, horrible performance. I think, I think, I think in the East, I think Milwaukee's going to be Boston, and I think, no offense to the Sixers, I just think, I think Toronto's going to beat the Sixers in seven. Yeah, it's going to be a close game. I, I just think, I just think, I think the Sixers, I think Kawhi has has just too much playoff experience compared to. And the thing about Toronto is Toronto is so deep; they've got so many good players off the bench. I think Toronto's depth is going to just. 
I think I think they're gonna win Game Seven, and then the Eastern Conference Finals is gonna be Bucks versus Toronto, and I have the Bucks beating Toronto and going mm-hmm. to the Finals versus the Warriors, and then I have the Warriors winning four one against the Bucks. Yeah, no so, doubt. So let's so, touch on the Sixers Nets game. That game yeah. was horrible to watch. If you're a Nets fan, I haven't I haven't really watched any of the I really haven't watched a lot of the NBA playoffs this year. Like, Dude, I just been it I've was, just been like. Maybe the Sixers the first... were up eighteen to nothing at one point. I think it's just because this year the NBA playoffs, the first rounds has been so like barely competitive at all. It's been like boring to watch. Yeah. Everyone on the Sixers besides one person had at least five points, and that's saying something. I mean, Butler only had nine, but that's okay because Embiid had twenty three, Simmons had thirteen, Reddick had eleven, and Tobias Harris had twelve. If all if that big four or that big five has ten plus points. We'll, we'll be fine, and especially when Embiid's averaging like what twenty eight or something. It's crazy. Yeah, I just think I think the East playoffs haven't really been that fun to watch because if you look at it, I'm, a huge shout out to Blake Griffin. He he tried to carry the Pistons on one leg. The Pistons, yeah. the Pistons are just if the Pistons, the Pistons are a guard away. Like if they can get a guard, yeah. Like maybe go after Kemba Walker in the offseason, get a guard. I think Kemba Walker with Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond. Because I think the Pistons, if they can get an elite guard in there, it'll take them to the next level. Mm-hmm. And then the Pacers, um, Oladipo was out, so I can't really credit them. Because when the Pacers had Oladipo last year, they almost beat the they almost beat LeBron in seven games. Yeah, I know. So. Yeah, and also to touch on that game, when you only have when you have D'Angelo Russell and Spencer Dinwiddie, they're your two best players, having having a combined eleven points. Combined, that's not good. That is sad. When and when you have Rondé Hollis Jefferson and Karis Levert, two role players being your two highest scoring players, cannot let that happen. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. Against- I'm really, really looking forward to either a. a I really want to see a Portland Golden State or a Portland Houston conference yeah. finals. That's going to be the best series of the playoffs, I think. I feel the West, like the Western Conference Finals will be the most competitive playoff series out of the whole thing. Yeah, but that's just sure. my opinion. I feel like the Rockets are not going to beat the Warriors because the way Harden well, plays those. See, cousin, cousins being out, cousins being out for that series because they're probably going to play each other. Cousins being out for the Rockets Warriors series really, really makes me think because because Golden State doesn't have anybody to put on Clint Capella now, so yeah. that that could sway the rebounding to Houston. And if Chris Paul's healthy the entire series, I could easily see that going seven. Yeah, I this James Harden cannot be icing as much as he did in the regular season. Like, yeah, give him like a good like. That's James five, Harden's game, though. But he doesn't. He he needs to if he need if he ices like that. He needs to be more efficient because he's not shooting yeah. a good percentage. He he just kind of like chucks it. I mean, half the time it goes in because he's James Harden. But I feel like if he doesn't, if he cracks down on the ISOs, he'd be doing like what? How much do you think? Like fifteen ISOs a game, probably. And yeah, during the regular probably. season, if he cuts that down to like seven or eight, and he's making like four or five of that seven or eight, that's fine. But he can't be doing fifteen and only making seven, and only making five or six of that fifteen. Because that just it, it kills him. It kills him. It wastes so much time because he always has to have all that time. And then when he's just not making all of his shots, it just it kills him. Yeah. Okay. So I want to transition to a um, another another topic that's highly of discussion right now. I want to transition to the um uh 
the NFL draft. Yeah. So I'm, uh, it's bit. So I, I I wanted to. I'm I'm a That's draft. Tomorrow, right? I wanted. I, yeah, first round is tomorrow. Also, well, I'll get the hawk. I'll get some NHL later, but first round's tomorrow. Also, the first games of the NHL second round are tomorrow. So, I, I I have a mock draft already written up, ready. So mm-hmm. I'll while you get your mock together, I'll or if you you don't have to do a mock, but I have a mock that. No, I'll you can do your about. mock. I'm just gonna say, I feel like Kyler you can you can, Murray, you can just Bosa, you can just you can you can just comment. Go top three. Easily. Well. See, I'll get to I'll get to where I think that this could really if Kyler does not go number one, that could screw a lot of things up. Yeah, because that that would be very interesting. Kyler right? Murray, if he does, I feel like he's such a good athlete. Like he's such a good athlete. He needs to like if he can get on okay. a good team. I think Ky- here's play. here's my problem with Kyler Murray. There's been a lot of rumors about he's not much of a film guy. I think Kyler is one of those people that he 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 depends on a lot of his God given talent more than his. His IQ, yeah. if that makes sense. I know, He's sure. kind of like like Vic, Vic. Vic was the same way. Vic, you, Vic used a lot of his God given talent more than if he studied film more. He even said if he studied film more, he would have been better. So I have Kyler going number one. Now here's where this thing. I feel like Kyler will. I feel like Kyler. Here's my here's, be... my here's my bold take. Kyler Murray will go number one, but it won't be to the Cardinals. That's my bold prediction. I think someone. I think. I think the Raiders are going to make a blockbuster trade, get to number one, and they're going to draft Kyler Murray. Yeah, I mean, the rumors out right now. The Raiders are going to do something crazy. I feel like I, I have my I have my mock, but do you, I? I only have like I I have I have my top ten yeah, ready I have my right top now. 10, yeah. So I think Kyler goes number one, and then I have Nick Bosa number two to San Francisco. I mean, you could it could be Nick Bosa or Quentin Williams. You can kind of flip flop, but I think Nick Bosa goes. Honestly, I think Quentin Williams is the best player in the draft out of everybody. I think Quentin Williams is the best player in the yeah. draft, but I think the 49ers are going to choose Nick Bosa because that's more of a need for the Niners. Mm-hmm. No defense. So, so then I have Quentin Williams going to the New York Jets, which is going to make the Jets D-line look really good. So, so Jets take Quentin Williams, right? The next, for number five, who, who picks number four. five? Four. Four. Oh, four, sorry. Four would be, that would be the, that's not the Giants picking, is it? It's Raiders. Giants Raiders. was four. Yeah. So, oh, no, no, Giants I, I, is five. Wait, no, no, Giants are six, my bad. So, I have the Raiders taking Josh Allen. You have from the Raiders Kentucky. taking Josh Allen? Kentucky, I have yes. the Raiders taking Ed Oliver. At Oliver, ooh, that's a see. Because I think the think... Ra- I think the I think the Raiders are gonna want to get get linebacker because I think that's what they need linebacker. I think I think for the Raiders, I think you gotta take best player available on the board. And I think Josh Allen's the best player available. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I like Ed Oliver because he's like he's a good player, and I think Ed he... Oliver. His concern with his injuries is I think he's gonna fall to like mid mid first round. I don't think he'll go top ten. No, I think he'll definitely go top ten. Ed Al- uh, Ed Oliver had such a good year last year. Yeah, but his injury, I think, I think, they, I think because he's like... a good edge rusher. He is he's an Aaron Donald type player. Like, he is such a yeah, good edge rusher. He, he can he's, get he's, in the backfield. Yeah, I think I think I think Josh Allen goes number four to Oakland. Number five, I think Devin White. White, I think Devin White, yeah. linebacker from LSU, yeah, goes, goes sure. to Tampa Bay. He was a beast at LSU. I watched a lot of LSU games this year. They're my one of my top favorite college teams to watch. 
my favorite college team is Texas, and my second close, my close number one is Florida. Those are my two teams. But De- I watched a lot of SEC this year. Devin White was a beast for LSU. I think Camp Bay will use him well. Number six to the New York Giants. I have to, I have them taking Rashawn Gary. He's arguably one. He's a, one of the best pass rushers in this draft. The Giants have come out and said they probably they probably won't take a quarterback. So I don't I don't, I, I think the Giants are going to keep Eli Manning for another year. Yeah, I have I have Gary. um I have the Giants taking Jawan Taylor. <coughs> Jawan Taylor, that's because I feel like that they need that, that like they're missing that one piece to their defensive line, and I think he's the one that will really fit their fit their scheme. Yeah, I have I have them taking Rashawn Gary from Michigan. He's one of the best. He's one of the be- he's one of the best edge rushers. So I'm thinking. Then um uh Jack Jacksonville. I have him taking Jawan Taylor, offensive tackle. He's the best offensive lineman in the draft, and I think Jacksonville is going to try to protect Nick Foles. So I think he, they go. I think they go Jawan Taylor. Pro, smart smart pick from from my school, Florida. So it's a smart pick for them. Mm-hmm. So number eight overall pick. This 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 is up for debate. But I think the Lions go a little bold here. I think the Lions go T.J. Hawkinson, tight end. You think so? Iowa. I think I think the Lions want to get Stafford another tight end, a good one. I think I think T.J. Hawkinson, if he doesn't fall to, if Detroit does not take him, I think Green Bay would take him. If Detroit does not take him, I think Green Bay would take Hawkinson. But Hawkin, I think Hawkinson goes to Detroit. He's such a good tight end. He's such a good blocker. He's that perfect mix of good blocker but also explosive and athletic. So I think T.J. Hawkinson does go to Detroit. The number, the number nine overall pick, I have Ed Oliver going to Buffalo. You dr- you have him dropped so much. I have I have Jonah Williams at nine. I think Ed Oliver will slide to Buffalo because I I I just it's I think he, I think I think he's top ten, but I think it's it's more team's personal preference. Like this is just what I would do. Yeah. Denver Broncos at number ten. I think Denver takes Drew Locke from Missouri. I think they I take. Think t- I think. If they if the if no one before them grabs him, I think the Denver will take T.J. Hawkinson. That that's possible too. I I think I think I think they want. I think I heard they like Drew Locke. John Elway likes likes like decently sized white smart quarterbacks with a good arm. So um, uh, uh, cough cough Paxton Lynch. Um, if so not, I, th- I think the Broncos might take uh, <coughs> Daniel. That's possible. Certainly neat. So I think I think Denver takes Drew Locke. And They're then, not Chase Daniel. I'm sorry, Daniel Jones. I'm so sorry. this is this is another bold prediction that I have. I think Cincinnati takes Dwayne Haskins. I think they. I think Cincinnati's going to take Dwayne Haskins. They're going to put him behind Andy Dalton for one year, let him develop a little bit more. Because I don't think Haskins is ready to play this year. I think he needs one more year. I think I think Cincinnati takes him. He sits behind Dalton this year, and then I think next year he comes into Dalton. I thought we were only doing top ten. Oh, I went to eleven. I'll I'll just I'll just do like top. I'll do my top fifteen. All right. I got five more players written down. I think Haskins goes to Cincinnati at eleven. And I think they're gonna send him for a, for a year. Mm-hmm. So my number twelve, I have Devin Bush going to Green Bay. Another an inside linebacker. He's he's gonna be their Clay Matthews replacement. I think yeah. he's gonna try to fill I that role. That, yeah. Devin Williams goes to Green Bay. Thirteen Miami Dolphins select Montez Sweat. Yeah, from that's who I State. had. I think another another. This is a very good defensive class. I think this year there's 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 really good top ten talent. But when you get out of the top ten, the first round talent can vary. But when you get out of the first round, there's a lot of good second third round talent. 
14, I have Christian Wilkins from Clemson going to Atlanta. Another really good, solid defensive really? tackle. Could... I have Christian Wilkins going to Atlanta. It's 14. Yeah, at 14, I have Greedy Williams going to Atlanta because there, the, so many injuries last year killed the Falcons. And I think another cornerback will really help. In the, like, like a, that's, a slot, that's a good point. A cornerback will really help them, especially. The Falcons had a lot of injuries at corner next year. But I think the Falcons need, need more D-line depth, too. But I guess... Because I think the Falcons could go. There's not a lot. Of, there's there's a lot of good D linemen, and, and I think they would go. I think they would go defense of lineman in the in the first round, and then go corner in the second round, or they might go corner first, D lineman second. So I could definitely see that. Then my number fifteen pick is going to be Brian Burns from Florida State to Washington. But actually, that's what I originally had. But after all the news that's come out, I think Washington's going to take a quarterback. Yeah, I think they're going to take. I think they're going to take. Um... Are you, are they Daniel take Haskins? Jones. No, I think they'll take Daniel Jones. I think if Haskins is available, they'll take Haskins. But I think they'll take they're gonna they'll take depending on who's available. They're gonna take if Haskins or Locke's available, they'll take one, they'll take two. But if Haskins and Locke are already gone, they'll take Daniel Jones. But I think if if they it depends who they want if if they want Haskins and he's gone, I think they'll go D line or something like that. So yeah, that 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 was just a quick little top fifteen mock that I had up and ready. So, <coughs> sorry yeah. guys, I'm sick. I so, uh, what's the next topic? Should we touch on the uh, playoffs for NHL or do? You want oh to yeah, yeah. Let me get to NHL. We'll, we'll we'll do baseball after NHL. We'll, right. we'll, we'll get to NHL. So, uh, I guess you could you can chime in on this, but I'll but I'll, I'll I mainly uh, I'm an NHL guy, so I'll mm-hmm. quickly breeze over the NHL playoffs so far. So, so in the first round, we arguably had the biggest upset of all time in sports history with, with the president's trophy winning Tampa Bay lightning getting swept in the first round by the Columbus blue jackets, which is arguably it's arguably the worst upset upset in the best, the craziest upset in sports history because no one. And I mean, nobody saw Tampa Bay getting swept in the first round. Do you agree with that? Yeah, no, not at all. Tampa Bay, they won 63 games. They won the president's trophy. They're the best team. They were the best team. The NHL has seen in the last 10 years, and they got swept in the first round by a Columbus team that was extra motivated. Now, Columbus, at the deadline, they traded for uh, they traded for Matt Duchesne and a bunch of a couple other good players for their team, and they were, they were going all into the trade deadline. And Columbus winning just shows that going all into the trade deadline is worth it. Because mm-hmm. now they're going, into, they're going to the second round, and they're playing Boston. Yeah, if they would have lost in the first round, I feel like they would have lost that because – some most of those guys are on a one year deal, so they would probably leave if they didn't get past the so first I, round. But since they did get past the first round, I feel like those yeah. guys will stay and they'll get a. I think a lot of guys will. Year. I think they'll. I think they'll. A lot of guys are going to consider resigning because they yeah. got past the first round. Yeah, I feel like because yeah, all those guys that are on a one year deal, if they didn't get past the first round, they're probably just going to resign to a better team. So so I'll quickly glance over this. The New York Islanders swept the Pittsburgh Penguins, which is I was surprised. I didn't think yep. they'd sweep Pittsburgh. I think they'd win. But the Islanders' home ice advantage was crazy. Um, the Islanders had had the had the best goals against the average of the league. They had, they have the best defense in the NHL, and they they showed that there. They played amazing. Their goaltending was superb once again. Their goaltender is is a candidate for the Vesna Trophy, and um, uh, he just played amazing. Um, both both of them just played just played just played sensational. The Pittsburgh goalie did not have a good series, but. Pittsburgh didn't do many favors. They played pretty bad defense during the series, and I don't, I don't know what more Pittsburgh Pittsburgh could have done. They could have played. I think they could have played better defense, mm-hmm. and that would have helped them a little bit. 
but that's that's all them up. They happened, and then we also had stars win in overtime. Oh yeah, my doubt. Oh, actually, I'll, I'll I'll get to that last. I want to talk about I want to talk about the crazy game last night, the Vegas Golden Knights against yes. San Jose. Oh my lord! Oh my god! Oh my god! That was insane. What a what an insane game. So 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 Vegas is up um three nothing going into the third yes. period, right? Vegas is up. Vegas is up. Th- Three sharks three. And, and the sharks score two straight goals, and then the knights score a fourth goal. Right? No, it wasn't two straight. I'll, I'll let me explain it. So basically, so so it all started with the sharks were down three zero in the third. There was like no hope. There was about like seventeen minutes left. Then Cody Eakin gets a cross checking checking penalty off of a face off. He cross checks the shark guy. Now the shark guy sold it a little bit, but it was a cross check nonetheless. But Cody Ekin was bleeding, and the fact that he was bleeding made it a five-minute major. It should not have been a five-minute major. It was not yeah. a five-minute major penalty. It should have been a two-minute minor. But since it was a five-minute major, and now for hockey, for people that don't know hockey, minor penalties, if you score on the score on the penalty, um, uh, it ends. But on five-minute major penalty, if you score on the power play on a five-minute major, you, the power play, you, get, you keep it going. So San Jose, in the third period, scores – San Jose scores like six seconds in on the power play on the five minute major. They, they would end up scoring three goals on that power. They scored no, sorry, they scored four goals on that power play to lead four to lead four to three. Then with like one minute left, Vegas pulls Marc Andre Fleury for six on five, and Vegas scores. Yeah, and and four to four, and it goes into overtime. And the rest is history. San Jose. Get, get, gets gets a, gets a two on one and they snipe it past Mark Andre Fleury for the win and San Jose pulls off one of the craziest comebacks in the NHL that we've seen in the last it's ten crazy. years and Vegas also blew a three one lead too so you can't just be mad at that game if you're Vegas you blew a three one lead but it it was an insane series the NHL playoffs this just shows why the NHL playoffs are so much better than the NBA playoffs pretty much all the series in the NHL playoffs. Went to either a game seven or a game six. They were all competitive, yeah. pretty much. And, and let's talk. We can also touch on how bad the Maple Leafs played last night against the. Oh Bruins. my God! Yeah, the Maple Leafs. I think the Maple Leafs are cursed, man. They're horrible. So the, so the Maple Leafs have played the Bruins the last. Um, the, the Maple Leafs have played have played the Blue, Bruins the last two years, or actually, sorry, the last three years in the playoffs. And the Maple Leafs always lose in Game Seven. The Maple Leafs had a chance to close it out on home ice in Game Six, but they couldn't do it. And a lot of teams in the NHL this year in the first round have not been able to close it out on home ice, except for my team in Dallas. Sorry, I'll get to in a second. So the Maple Leafs lost one to five, and honestly, the Maple Leafs played a pretty good series. But one of their best guys got suspended for a hit, and once again, it's a disappointment for the Maple Leafs. And I think that some of their good players are gone in the off season, so. The, could be dark times ahead for the Maple Leafs. They just keep getting unlucky yeah. and having to play the Bruins, and it's very sad. Congratulations to the Bruins, though. I think yeah. I think they're I think they're the best team left in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, for sure. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully, my Flyers can make a playoff run next year. They were really close this year, but didn't quite I I, I think y'all just need to improve your defense and the goaltending, yeah. and y'all should be okay. Yeah, and uh, we now, can also touch on that the Capitals Hurricanes game. Game seven is going on right now. Capitals are up two nothing, and right 
It is currently intermission, the first game. Yeah, so I'm going to assume the Capitals win that game because in that series, each team has won the home games. So I think Capitals are going to – so we'll get Capitals-Islanders and Columbus-Boston. be two great series. Yeah. Now we, now we move over to the Western Conference, the other side of the bracket. Can we talk about how disappointing the Calgary Flames were in the playoffs? How disappointing what? Dis- how disappointing Calgary was in the playoffs. They lost four to one uh, to Colorado. Colorado was the eighth seed in the West. Only won thirty eight games. Just got hot at the end of the season. And barely got in. Calgary was the best team in the Western Conference, and they lost four one to Calgary. So the number one seeds in both conferences combined for only one win. This is why I love the NHL playoffs because it's just it's so unpredictable and it's way more entertaining. But give credit to Colorado. Their top line with McKinnon, Rantanen, Kerfoot, they played so well, and they, they deserve to win that series. I, I knew Calgary was going to lose for here this reason. Calgary's goaltending was so inconsistent, and um, uh, I just knew that was going to be the demise. I knew if their goaltending did not play good, they were not going to win the series, and it's exactly what happened. Their goaltending did not play good. They did not win the series. Now we also move over to St. Louis and Winnipeg. St. Louis beat Winnipeg. Um, uh, four to two, and give credit to the Blues. The Blues have been the best team in the NHL since since January. So the the story of the Blues is actually a great. It's a it, it's it's a great story because the Blues were the worst team in the NHL at a time. They had the worst record. They fired their coach. They pulled their goalie, and they brought in this kid named Jordan Bennington, who is a rookie, and he's now he could win the Calder Trophy for the rookie of the rookie of the year. And just give credit to Jordan Bennington, man. He's done such a good job. He's carried the Blues. In his first playoff series, he did not look rattled. And the Blues advance four games to two. A, a disappointing year for the Central Division so far. Not if you're the stars of the Blues, but for the top teams in the Central Division getting out in the first round, Nashville, Winnipeg. A disappointing year in the Central Division for them. Now let's go over to my Dallas Stars. Oh, my Lord. What a, what a time to be alive if you're a Dallas Stars fan. Yeah. Just the city of Dallas, I mean. So, the Stars won game one. The Preds won game two and three. So, the Preds are up two to one now. I feel like the Preds have, lo- have taken momentum of the series. I feel like, now, I, I, I went to game four. I was at game four. The Stars ended up scoring four power play goals in the first period and won that game five to one. And then it was two two. And I'm like, okay, the Stars look like they're building a little bit of momentum here. The Stars would win game five, five to three. I'm like, okay, the Stars are up 3-2 now. They're going to home ice to close out in game seven. Or game six. Six, sorry. yeah. Yeah. And game six, this so Stars intense. this Stars Preds game six was one of the best hockey games I've watched in my life. The goaltending battle between Pecorino and Ben Bishop was one of the most outstanding goaltender performances I've ever seen. Ben Bishop stopped 50 out of 51 shots, and Pecorino stopped 46 out was 46 out of 48 and two it, it was just insane both goaltenders were carrying their teams in the series and it was such a good it was such a good game it went to como got gold in the second period to make it one to one and nashville scored their only goal in the first period and honestly the demise of nashville started their power play nashville was 0 for 16 on the power play in the series nashville had the worst power play in the nhl in the regular season so i'm not surprised how bad they did on the power play, but the Stars' penalty kill is really good. So kudos to the Stars for having a really good penalty kill and able to kill off Nashville's penalty. And 
if you look at the stars, the top line of Sagan, Radulov, and Ben played so well. They had Radulov had a great series. Ben and Sagan had a good series, and oh boy, we get to overtime. Overtime. Oh was my crazy. god, it was crazy. Did you watch Can't the game? Explain. Yes, I, I, once it hit overtime, I was like, dang, this is a game. So I went to go watch, yeah. Because usually so I don't care about Dallas. I hate Dallas, no offense. I hate them so much. Every sport, well, except for basketball. Wow. I don't mind the Mavericks. Why do you but hate you, the Stars? You have nothing against the Stars. We've never done anything to you. Yeah, but I just I can't stand them because the Cowboys. I just can't. Well, I just can't. It's, diff- it's different sports. You, you, you can like... I, I, I understand the Cowboys. So so basically, we get to overtime, right? And, um, uh, oh my gosh. So usually in overtime, teams will play really f- hard and physical for the first, like, five, ten minutes. And then it usually calms down and somebody scores because mm-hmm. they get tired. But for the entire overtime, both teams were flying down the ice. I don't know how they sustained the energy. Because if you watch the overtime, for like – so the goal wasn't scored till about 2.45 left. Both teams were highly energized for that whole overtime. Do you agree with that? It was yeah, crazy. It was insane. It was hard hitting, and PK Subban honestly had a bad series. He turned the puck over a lot. He turned the puck over to Como, who scored the goal in the, in the second period to tie it. And PK Subban turned the puck over to Como again, who almost ended yeah, it. Pecorene. Pecorene played so good. He stopped a bunch of one timers from Jamie Ben, who hit the bar like six times in that game. So then we get to about 250 left. Um, stars get the puck on like a on a on a two on two. Sagan gets it in the zone. S- Sagan gives it to Radulov. Radulov makes an excellent pass over to John Klingberg. Sagan screens Pekarene and and Klingberg snipes at top right corner and the stars advance to the second round. And there was nothing more Pekarene could have done there. He was screened. He couldn't see the puck. And the stars honestly just were, were the better team in the series. The stars defense was better than the Preds. The Preds didn't do Pecorene any favors by playing bad defense. And it, it's, it's very sad if you're a Preds fan because this could be one of the last years the Preds were this good because yeah. free agency and Pecorene is getting old. So, yeah, that those were the NHL playoffs, guys. Pretty crazy so far. Round two starts tomorrow. Stars, Blues, and Columbus, and Boston. So, yeah. yeah we can get to the – I, <laughs> I know it's just the regular season, but – we can always just touch on some of the great things that happen. We should talk about Christian Yelich coming off his MVP season. Oh my God, Christian! Christian Yelich has been going insane. As yeah, of right Christian. now, he is the, he is the best player in the league on both sides, both American and National League. Oh yeah, no no doubt about so it. Christian. He's doing- He's doing amazing right now. Christian, Christ, Christian Yelich has been the best player in the MLB so far, and it's not even close. He's hitting home runs left and right. He's hitting. He's making plays in the. He's making plays in the outfield. It's 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 it's, it's honestly it's been it's been incredible to watch. Yeah, he has been. He has almost a five hundred batting average. Yeah, it's, and it's that is insane. the best last year. I think it was like a three ninety one by Mookie Betts, and that was. One of the most, um, that was one of the most impressive years of all time, or one of the most impressive batting averages of all time. And I think the sad part about the about Christian Yelich is he's doing so well, but the Brewers are still doing really bad right now. They're barely they're five hundred right now. They're thirteen and thirteen. Yeah, and, no. And and you got to give kudos to the to the to the, the St. Louis Cardinals. The St. Louis Cardinals are playing great baseball right now. 
Paul Goldschmidt has come right into the Arizona or to the Arizona Cardinals, St. Louis Cardinals, and he's played amazing so far for the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, out of the, right out now. of his what twenty six games, I think it is. Yeah, uh, fifteen yeah. and nine. No, twenty five. Wait, no, twenty four. Twenty four. Yeah, twenty four games. He's had thirty hits and thirteen home runs. Yeah, Paul Goldschmidt is playing amazing, and then and and, and and I mean, I think I think it's not even close right now. But I think the best division in baseball right now is is the NL West. You got the Dodgers, the Padres, and the, and the Diamondbacks all fighting out right now. And and honestly, the Central Division in in the National League is good too, and it it's been it's just been it's just been a good it's just been a yeah my Phillies it's been, Phillies, good, it's been good baseball they were they they kind of they start off the year amazing they the, were kind the, of struggling recently the National League East has Ar- been kind Arietta of bad this year and Harper kind of fighting the East the East is not good this year really like like both all the teams have been like barely five hundred or just over five hundred yeah the Phillies are playing right now up one nothing we were we started off the season I think ten and six and now we're twelve and eleven. I mean, I I want also I want to give I want to give credit to the Twins for having a good start to the year, yeah. good thirteen and eight. Um, my team, the Rangers. Um, I'm, I'm I think we were surprising a lot of people. We people thought we were gonna only win like fifty games this year, but we actually have a winning record right now, and we're mm-hmm. third in the AL West. So the Rays are doing really good right now. Oh yeah, okay. Hold. On. Let's talk about how bad the AL East is this year. Oh my god. <laughs> well, the AL East. The AL East is a mess right now. The, the Yankees, Toronto, Boston—they all they mostly focus yeah, on Boston. Boston. Has had a terrible start to the year. The Yankees redeemed themselves because the Yankees have won five in a row. But before yeah. the Yankees, did you see all their injuries in Boston? I haven't really—I haven't really been paying attention. I just saw how bad the record. No was. Yankees. Have you seen the Yankees injuries? Lately? Yeah, I heard they like want to like want to make a bunch. Of, their fans like want to make a bunch of trades. I think two people. On, in their starting roster, were healthy. Wow, that's crazy. Everyone else was hurt, and they're on a five-game crazy. Too. Like as in hitting, not like pitching and closing, but like, and like their like their first like all their eight fielders, not including the pitcher, were hurt. Yeah, to, except for two, which is just insane to me. And yeah. they still have a winning record. In the and in my division, I pay attention to the AL West. Um, Seattle started off really hot. They've cooled off. They've they're three and seven in their last. Season. Houston started off really bad. They've gotten back up to like where they where they should be. Fourteen and nine. Houston sixteen and eleven. The Rangers are twelve and eleven. The Mariners oh. are surprisingly really good this year. They've yeah, the Mar- really well. They've they've cooled off a little bit though. They were like um ten and like two, and now they're about uh, they're sixteen 60s. eleven. Yeah, they lost three in a row. Rangers are on a, a three game losing streak right now. Um. They got swept by the, the Astros. Ace. Are doing really well right now as well. Yeah, they, the Astros. The Astros have gotten back on track, but they still they still need to be doing better. I view them as a World Series contender. They haven't been playing like a World Series contender. Tigers this year. are surprisingly not doing too bad either. Twelve and ten. Yeah, Tigers trying to throw back a little bit. Yeah, it's back to like thirteen, fourteen. Mm-hmm. So the, the Rangers have a pretty important four game series coming up with the, with the um uh Seattle. So the Rangers need to try to. At least they need to split that to try to like keep pace. But I'm not expecting the Rangers. I want to talk to someone. Talk about my guy Joey Gallo and how good of a year he's having so far. So Joey Gallo over his career has been very like a home run strikeout guy. But like mm-hmm. this year, he's drawn he's drawn the most walks in the MLB so far as a power hitter, and he's not really swinging at a lot of pitches. And he's already hit he's already hit seven bombs this year. Yeah, can we also so. talk about 
how good Freddie Freeman has been doing for the Braves. Oh my gosh, Freddie Freeman's been Freddie awesome. Freeman has been doing awesome. It's 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 just been a baseball's been fun to watch to start the year. Yeah, I mean, it's, I've it's been good, loving it. It's a it's a good time. Hey, it's a good time for all the sports. How good the Cardinals are doing. Oh I don't my know God. how they are doing so good. The Cardinals yeah. have, I think, the best record in the MLB right now. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, I don't understand. They are doing really well. Oh yeah, it's not even. And close. I don't know how the Phillies lost to the Marlins. So yeah, the Marlins. The Marlins have some issues. I think it was like ten three. We lost to a couple of days ago. The Marlins oh, need to. The Marlins need to solve their issues. The Pirates have been doing surprisingly well too. Yeah, yeah, good for the Pirates. They, 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 they traded. They, they lost McCutcheon, but they seem to be doing okay. Yeah. So, Padres with Manny Machado starting at the year yeah. fourteen eleven, doing really yeah. well. Yeah, good for the Padres too. Yeah, I, I like seeing team new teams that do good. I don't like seeing the same team. It's not like yeah. it's the not Dodgers like, yeah. and the the Red Sox, the Astros, the Yankees. I so wasn't even just teams. referring to that. I'm just saying, like in general, it's more fun to see new. And the Nationals, after good. losing Harper, still keeping it up there, eleven and twelve. They're yeah, still, they're still keeping well, it up there. Well, the Nationals are always going to be good because they got Strasburg, they got their pitching, and they've always got good pitching. So that the the Nationals are always going to be there. Yeah, and um, also how and also the Nationals they've been hitting really well too. Oh yeah, definitely. Their the, hitting has been what's them winning them games. Max Scherzer, I was doing his thing. Trey Turner, like having having like a breakout season. Trey Turner is so fast. It's not even funny. Also, yeah. Anthony Rendon doing his thing, hitting dingers, you already know. Definitely, it's just it's been a fun year for all the sports so far. So, um, we'll definitely, I'll def, we'll definitely try to have a podcast out tomorrow, tomorrow, or maybe not tomorrow, but definitely Friday. We'll we'll, we'll try to recap the first round of the NFL draft or do our immediate reactions to the draft. Yeah, we'll have our podcast. Or if you want tomorrow, yeah. we can we you we can we can record we can record a live reaction to um uh, on the podcast. We can do a live reaction podcast to the draft. The first round, if you want. Yeah, I mean, if I'm not doing anything, I'm down. I got yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna be switching between the draft and the stars game, so we can we can just do we can talk draft while I watch the stars game if you want to. Yeah, I'm down. So yeah, so guys, this is our first right. podcast. Tell yeah. us if you like it. Everybody on YouTube, um, uh, thanks for watching. If you watch the podcast, more to come. And yeah, oh, this has been your boy Young Onyx. My Twitter is Young Onyx. My IG is Young Onyx. My YouTube is Young Onyx. That, that's you guys cap- heard of there? That's capital. Also? Capital Y O U N G. Capital O N Y X. And yeah, guys, thanks for watching. I'll let Brian take out the podcast. Yeah. Peace, guys. You guys heard it there. Also, don't forget to follow me, Brian Time, on all social medias and platforms. That's capital B, then R Y A N, then capital T I M E. Thank you guys for coming out. It was a good time. Young Onyx, a.k.a. Logan, a.k.a. Cowboy, a.k.a. whatever you want to call yourself. <laughs> Everyone go follow him as well. He just said his social medias. Um, yeah, it was fun. Um, thank you for coming out. Yeah. Uh, I had a good time. Yeah, and, you uh, too. I'll talk to you guys later. See you all next time. Boom.